like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between submissives and slaves. DS relationships, dom-sub, is based on power exchange, meaning that the submissive, who normally has personal authority over what uh, they themselves may or may not do, or have done to them can give or exchange that power to the dominant for a prescribed period. Submissives have a strong desire to serve, but under certain negotiated conditions. Typically, the negotiated area includes the submissive's terms of service, the length of that service, their hard and soft limits, and the safe words. For definitions of all these, look back in our podcast archive. You'll find uh, episodes about, about service and about limits and safe words. The submissive will also negotiate those aspects of their life to the dom, and they'll negotiate those aspects of their life that the dom doesn't control. These Aspects often include things like the submissive's biological family and children, their work, their education, perhaps their religious observance. The conditions under which the submissive is willing to serve can be renegotiated. Uh, this is a major issue, though. The submissive retains the personal authority to ask their dominant to renegotiate the terms of service, but the dominant is under no obligation to accept the newly proposed conditions uh, after the relationship has already been established, especially if any kind of contractual agreement has been made. And oftentimes a contract doesn't have to be formal. It can just be a, an agreement, like a verbal agreement uh, or um just acceptance of uh, the submission and acceptance of the dominance of the two partners. Acceptance of the exchange, in other words. If the dom breaks the submissive's hard limits, oftentimes the scene would end, and in the case of a breach of a relationship trust, the relationship itself could end. The dominant may be permitted to break soft limits, these are the things the submissive has said they really aren't interested in, but only breaking them after discussing it with the submissive and obtaining their permission. Perhaps it's something that they have a unique way that they can um, help a submissive try or to explore. In many and most cases, submissives cross back and forth between retaining and surrendering control over some aspects of their lives and continue to make other decisions in the areas that are off-limits for their dom. 
A submissive resubmits to the DOM at the start of any scene or activity over which the DOM has negotiated authority. And by resubmit, we just mean that uh, a submissive uh, acts submissive uh, on any scene or activity which the DOM has negotiated authority, but doesn't act submissive in areas that are not within the scope of their relationship. Importantly, the submissive retains the choice as to whether or not to submit certain areas to the DOM at the beginning of the relationship and, uh, and only if things come up that were never discussed at the beginning. Uh, so there's a little bit of future-proofness there. MS relationships or master-slave, um, on, on the other hand, are based on authority transfer. And oftentimes, even though we call this total power exchange, what is actually happening is authority is transferred. This means that once the person who is to become the slave has, in fact, surrendered personal autonomy and authority over themselves to their master or owner, they no longer have the personal power to make decisions for themselves. Thus, a slave would not have the authority to enter into a DS scene with someone other than their master or owner without the master specifically transferring their authority over their own slave temporarily to that other person. At least in theory, the slave gives up all rights to make personal decisions and becomes the property of the master. We say in theory because, practically speaking, the slave does make some decisions because the slave uh, knows what pleases or will learn, learns and knows what pleases the master. And so the slave would choose and decide and do only those things and all of those things which would please the master. The core values are service and obedience. The slave loses the right to say no to the master. In its place, the slave may say something like, Sir, if it pleases you, sir. To mean master, I really rather would not do that or... Sir, only if it pleases you, sir, which is as close to no as a slave is permitted under most master-slave relationships. Note that the master has an ethical obligation only to push through and only if reply, so long as the master thinks that doing so remains in the slave's best interest. There are ethics involved, and requiring a slave to proceed through an only-if command on, on a master's whim violates the basic master-slave pact on the master's part and represents a contract violation. As slave cannot read out or, uh, in other words, use a safe word in most instances, the slave has, uh, thus has accepted their master's limits and does what is asked of them regardless of their feelings about it. What does liking it have to do with it in an MS relationship? <laughs> That's a rhetorical question. 
In many cases, a slave will give up their rights to personal property and will continue to work for the benefit of the master's household or the master's business. A slave's purpose is to make master's life easier. It's in that regard, a slave is expected to know what the master wants, what the master likes, to the extent that the slave can take independent action on the master's behalf, proactive rather than reactive, to show initiative as a thinking person. If a slave removes their own collar, it constitutes withdrawal from the relationship. So a slave is in the relationship consensually. They can remove their own collar, but oftentimes that means they are withdrawing from the relationship altogether. Uh, a slave oftentimes may be more interested in taking care of others, having what is typically called a service heart, than being taken care of. Uh, they, a slave may very, very well be a dominant in most other aspects of their life, but have chosen to be submissive or simply to serve one single person. So hopefully you see the difference between a DS, dom-sub, and an MS, master-slave relationship. Therefore, you can see some of the differences between what it means to be a submissive and what it means to be a slave within these two different relationship dynamics. Hopefully it helps you uh, if you are submissive in nature or you're a dominant looking for a submissive partner of some type and you're unsure which. Uh, hopefully it helps put you in aimed in the right direction of where you want to go. Remember, none of these are things that you just walk off the street and jump into any relationship with. All of these BDSM relationships are just like vanilla relationships. They take time to be established and time to grow, and, and they take um, somewhat of a learning curve to learn each other and learn your relationship and form your relationship. Uh, Today's episode was taken from a book we highly recommend called BDSM Mastery for Relationships by Robert J. Rubel. We recommend all of Robert J. Rubel's books. They are books that we regularly use and, as you can see, regularly teach from as well. He just has a brilliant way of uh, explaining things, and we just love his resources so much. Speaking of resources, you can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk with you again soon.